Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Uh, welcome to the Desi Sportscast Cricket Show. And as always with me is Rasan. Um, I do apologize for the slightly late start, but that's down to the modern technology that we're using to connect the beautiful city of uh, Leicester with the beautiful city of Bengaluru. Hello, Prasang. How are you, my friend? Hi, Bharat. I'm doing really well. Uh, thanks for having me on again. And uh, it's been a good couple of IPL weeks so far. Um, we've had some really good cricket. So, yeah, all good uh, down here in Bengaluru. It is all good um, as far as the cricket is concerned. But, and uh, people will think, why am I still talking about this? But unfortunately, you know, um, there is a lot happening in the nation as well. And... Um, we're getting the news here now is pretty much the headline story yesterday in the main news as to what's happening back home, unfortunately. And from here, it looks very, very scary. Um, it's not a, a subject that we can avoid and we've been talking about it for over a year now. Um, what's the latest? And, you know, things are not good there at the moment at all. Is there any sort of light at the end of this really, really dark tunnel that the country is going through at the moment? Well, I mean, uh, in terms of the numbers, you know, they aren't decreasing anytime soon. I think um, the cases are only going up with each and every passing day. Unfortunately, that's the harsh truth that I think we all have to soak in. Um, but in terms of reforms, I think uh, one very good reform is that uh, all, all people at the age above 18 uh, can take the vaccine from May 1st onwards. So I think um, a lot of us in that age group are looking forward to that move that the government's made. So I think that's going to be uh, something to really um, uh, sort of, I mean, that's possibly the only positive news that we have. But uh, here in Bengaluru, especially, uh, we have a weekend curfew. So from uh, yesterday, the Friday, basically 9 p.m. in the night until Monday morning, 6 a.m., uh, we aren't allowed to go anywhere. So I think they're, they're, they're trying to bring in these um, stringent reforms so that people don't move, move around too often. And um, I just hope that these sort of curfews uh, help a little bit in curbing people's instincts to otherwise go outside and enjoy. And this thing about the vaccine, I think it'll be more for people outside to get the actual picture rather than through a news agency. Um, are they readily available? Can you just you know sign up to whatever app or a website, a government website, and uh, the vaccines are there, whoever wants it, who's eligible? There's no issues around that. Yeah, we we have a we have a website here. Uh, it's basically a government website where we where we need to enroll. We need to give in our details, uh, all the details that they ask for. And I think once we um, you know register, we'll probably get a link or we'll get a confirmation, and we need to show that in the hospitals and uh, then take the vaccine. So I think that's what they've done. And so far, it's been uh, it's been uh, pretty okay for people who have taken the vaccine, but. Uh, with the 18 plus coming into effect, I think it'll be interesting to see how many people take it and how they sort of um, ensure that there aren't too many big crowds, even in the hospitals where the vaccines are available. So I think that's going to be the biggest challenge. Yeah, and it, it is a um, very, very challenging time at the moment uh, for the nation. And um, I suppose a little bit of uh, good news, good um, happiness is being brought through the cricket at the moment, hopefully. Um, are people still keeping away from the stadiums there in Chennai and Mumbai? 
Yeah, well, they've had to because uh, the BCCI announced right before the IPL even started that it's going to be um, uh, played behind closed doors. And uh, thankfully, we haven't had any sort of interruption so far in the um, matches that we've played. So I think it's been uh, quite smooth sailing so far. Uh, there haven't been any untoward issues and uh, the crowds haven't really made too much of an issue either in the hotels in Chennai or Mumbai. So I think it's it's been so uh, good so far and uh, hopefully the same continues in the upcoming Ahmedabad, Delhi leg and then the Kolkata, Bengaluru leg as well. Yeah, and the bubble has been working so far, but the test will come now. As you say, um, the teams are now transitioning to the next round of games in different venues, um, Indians, the Royals, um, Chennai and um, Hyderabad are moving to Delhi. And the other four teams are moving to my home state, Ahmedabad. Um, so this will be the first test of the bubble. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very interesting test because obviously, like you said, you know, moving to another city is a different challenge altogether. Uh, all the logistics, all the, uh, you know, sort of tests that they'll have to undergo and uh, needing to make sure that all the conditions are okay to play, to make sure the hotels are okay, uh, to make sure the um, facilities in the hotels are okay will be a big challenge. So I think it's going to be a big test for BCCI and uh, hopefully they pull it off uh, in a smooth way to ensure that nothing really major happens to the IPL and uh, it goes on as planned. Absolutely, absolutely. But one thing that is bringing quite a bit of happiness, especially to your part of the nation, is the form of your boys. Four wins out of four. Um, I was looking through the records as to when the last time any team managed to win four games at the start. And um, I had to go back to um, IPL 2015, I think, uh, and 14, um, when I saw the uh, Royals and Kings 11 Punjab winning the first five games. Incredible start by your boys. And Devda is back. Yeah, it's been a fantastic start, isn't it? I mean, uh, for all the trolling that we've had to undergo 13 <laughs> years, uh, this start is something magical. I mean, four wins out of four matches. Um, I don't think it was, uh, you know, we, not a lot of people would have probably predicted the start, but uh, we'll take it with open hands because a good start is always key to progressing further in the tournament. And um, the best part about, I think, these wins is that uh, all the players have put up their hand and performed. You know, there hasn't been a standout performance as such across the four games. Um, ABD, Maxwell, Patikal, obviously with that century that he scored. Um, on the bowling front, Harshal Patel has the purple cap moment. Siraj has flown under the radar with his economy rate. Kyle Jameson's been um, impressive in the game so far. Yuzi uh, Chahel, despite the fact that he hasn't been uh, amongst the wickets, uh, you know, he still has been a key performer for us. So I think the best part about RCB's win so far is that uh, different players have stepped up at different times. And obviously, uh, Glenn Maxwell's inclusion in the side uh, has played a major role in all of this. Do you notice, um, I mean, we know how passionate Kohli is, but, you know, even more, if he can leap, uh, reach another level, that he is so determined to get this trophy this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, 13 years, you know, when you wait for a trophy, it's only going to make you itch a little bit more uh, to win that trophy. I think uh, A.B. De Villiers also mentioned it uh, just before the season that they're, they're going to give it their all. Um, I think with the inclusion of Maxwell as well, you know, in one of the videos, he spoke about how much he wants to win the trophy for RCB. So, in some sense, I think the whole weight has, um, uh, you know, been increasing with every passing year and uh, it's never going to go down. And especially with a start like this, um, I think the RCB players will certainly start believing. And um, belief is always the first step to actually achieve something that you probably want to do. So, um, the belief is certainly there amongst all of us fans and uh, hopefully we can keep up the same momentum and continue throughout the tournament.
And uh, what is it about Bengaluru that uh, Maxwell is enjoying so much? Another incredible innings against KKR. Um, I, 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 it's you know difficult to mention just one player because they've got, we've got to talk about his century and his coolness. Uh, but also, I mean, AB Maxwell, like you say, you can go down the list of RCB players who contributed to the wins. Um, what is it about that? Is it just a combination that, you know, Maxwell had something to prove? Obviously, Paul has got something to prove. Dev has got to, uh, you know, prove that he was in a one season. We know he isn't because of the performance in domestic cricket, but a lot of players that, that need to prove something. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, once Maxwell was brought into the side, it was clearly, um, uh, you know, a move to sort of strengthen that batting and to strengthen that uh, middle order. Uh, we were lacking that firepower last season. Shivam Dubey didn't do well for us. Chris Morris couldn't do much for the bat. Um, so I think it was a matter of trying to figure out who can be that X-factor player. And I think Glenn Maxwell's brought in that sort of insurance for even Kohli to uh, play freely at the top. And with ABWS batting at number five, that this means that the batting is extended a lot more. And uh, in some sense, Abed Villiers knows that he needs to play that role of a finisher. Uh, he will need to bat all the way until the uh, 20th over mark. So, Glenn Maxwell's played a magnificent uh, couple of knocks, you know, first against the Sunrisers. Uh, we almost looked like we were, in a, we were in a lot of trouble, but the way he constructed that half century and, uh, you know, eventually took us to a challenging total, I think was very important uh, in the context of things. So, Maxwell's done really well with the bat. I think he's got a new lease of life at that number four position. Uh, he's got some time to settle in before he needs to go big. So, I think that's been the biggest change because Maxwell's generally perceived as a player who needs to go big right from ball one. But uh, this season, what, what number four position has done for Maxwell is it's given him time to settle and then he's had a chance to go big. So, I think that change brought about in Maxwell is doing wonders for RCB. Yeah, and... Relieved a little bit of the pressure off uh, Virat and um, AB, especially the senior batsman there, um, having to come good uh, to try and uh, recover some of the innings in the past. In terms of um, Devdutt, I mean, the innings he played, I bet he learned so much in that innings, having the master at the other end, that he probably, you know, wouldn't pick up in months of playing in cricket, uh, uh, in the nets or, you know, the coaching sessions. That must have been some, um, you know, discussions going around how to manage an innings, get the score, keep going right down to the end. Incredible performance. But uh, Virat might say, you know, he needs to get some credit as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, Devdutt Padikal has uh, come out in the open and spoken so many times about how he's learned so much from Virat Kohli. Uh, first of all, the passion that he brings onto the field and, uh, you know, obviously the way he bats, the way he wants to win matches for the team. And uh, I think... The biggest change that I see from in particular, especially uh, in context of last match's innings, is that the intent that he had to go, um, you know, for the big shots. Because uh, he was often perceived as some guy who can bat only around 120-130 strike rate. But uh, he was striking at almost 200 in the last game. Uh, I think he got to a century of 51 balls. That's almost a 200, um, you know, strike rate even after playing 50 balls. So, I think... It is a fantastic knock from Padikal. It's good to see that he has that intent because especially in D20 cricket, you need to maximize the power play as much as you can. And um, obviously, Virat Kohli is someone who constructs his innings, who uh, takes time early on and, you know, sort of then goes big towards the later half. But uh, with Padikal scoring, you know, heavy early on, I think that just eases the pressure on Virat Kohli as well. And uh, I think uh, we could see a different version of Devdath Padikal this season and that can only bode well for RCB at the top of the order. 
And just uh, finishing on RCB before it becomes an RCB uh, show. Um, does playing at Mumbai help the team? And, you know, in the past, has crowd pressure ever played a part when they played at home in Bengaluru? Do you think that's got any sort of um, impact on how the season's going this year? Um, I probably wouldn't put it down to that because even when they played in the UAE last season, they managed to make the playoffs. Um, you know, they, they were, there obviously wasn't any crowd, there wasn't any home pressure. So I don't think these players are um, sort of, uh, they come under pressure when uh, fans are there. Um, in fact, I think it, it sort of boosts their confidence, at least uh, that's what Kohli keeps saying all the time, that they're missing the fans. AB says the same thing that, uh, you know, they're missing the passion of the Bengaluru fans. So, I don't think it's too much about the pressure. I think it's all about soaking up uh, what the situation demands and trying to perform uh, the role that uh, that particular player is given at that point in time. So, I don't think it's to do too much with the fans. And in fact, with the fans in the stadium, I think it would have been a lot more easy for RCB to chase down the total a little faster, perhaps, with all the chance coming in for Kohli and Padikal. One team that might be um, uh, being affected by not playing at home and it's a team that I thought we'd be, we'd be talking in different circumstances. And we said, you know, I said while well, in the previous show, who's going to beat the Indians? Um, but they're struggling. Uh, they're struggling with the middle order. They're struggling to build a score. What's happening? Is it really down to playing in Chennai? Is that the reason, you know, the slow pitches? You know what um, I think um, Ben Stokes said about the pitches this morning I read somewhere. What's happening with the Indians? Well, I think the Mumbai batsmen are failing to apply themselves. You know, it's, it's as simple as that. I think um, if Chris Lynn could score that 50 early on, Quinton Decock's not had a good uh, couple of matches. In fact, um, he's had a terrible uh, uh, season so far. You know, in the four matches, he hasn't performed at all. Uh, Ishan Kishan isn't able to find his groove. I think um, the problem is, I think they're playing a couple of very rash shots. Um, we saw how Surikumar, in, uh, in fact, got out last match. Uh, he tried to go for a reverse sweep, but, um, you know, he edged the ball up in the air and uh, he got caught out. And Hardik Pandya's form, I think, is the biggest issue for them. I think he scored about 36 matches in five matches, in five, 36 runs in five matches so far. And uh, that's certainly not, not helping their cause because we know that as much as Krunal Pandya can bat, you know, he's not someone who can be depended on for a whole lot of runs. And if Hardik Pandya can score runs, that just eases the pressure on someone like Krunal Pandya to come and just swing his bat towards the later stages. But with Hardik Pandya getting out early, Krunal Pandya is having to do a lot of the scoring and uh, that's certainly not helping them. Uh, so I think uh, it, it's the fact that um, the Mumbai batsmen aren't able to apply themselves. And I think we also uh, sort of discussed this, um, you know, in our preview of the IPL that uh, Mumbai's biggest Achilles heel could actually be the Chennai surface, uh, that they can't play spin. Mm -hmm. So I think um, this was sort of on the cards, but I don't think... Uh, uh, anyone expected Mumbai to lose three matches out of five. And uh, considering that they're going to be moving to Delhi, uh, where it's going to be spinning like the way it was probably spinning in Chennai, I think they certainly have their task cut out. But in uh, Mumbai's defence, and well, I say defence, slight mitigation is the fact that there have been really low scores apart from a couple, including the uh, 200 from your boys in Chennai. Are they not playing to the conditions? Uh, because they're, when you mentioned the likes of Ishan and Pollard and Hardik and uh, Surya Kumar, they're all big hitters. That you know, the pitch is not suitable to their game, and it's having an impact. Yeah, it absolutely is. I think um, the the way that they're going for their shots, you can see that they're looking to up the ante with every single ball that they play. 
some of some of the times it's come out, but most of the time they've got out early. I think uh, Suri Kumar Yadav has start has got starts, uh, but he's not been able to convert them. Uh, Rohit Sharma scoring that important half century yesterday will give him the confidence. But I think they need a lot more from Quinton Dickock and Ishan Kishan, two of their premier players in that top four. Uh, Ishan Kishan, especially yesterday, you know, against the Punjab Kings, he struggled completely. I think uh, he scored just six runs of 17 balls or something on those lines, if I'm not wrong. And uh, I think Quinton Dickock is a great pair of um, uh, spin, but uh, he'll need to apply himself a lot better. Uh, and given that Ishan Kishan is there in that wicket-keeping position, you know, Mumbai might even want to get Chris Lynn back in the side. Uh, and that that is worrying signs for Mumbai because they're generally a team which depends on the core of players. And so, considering that they're going to Delhi, they'll need a lot more from the likes of Quinton and Ishan Kishan uh, to actually get them to a challenging score. And going to Delhi, and you, well, before that, what did you think of uh, Ben Stokes' comments? I don't know if you've seen them, but he thought the pitches in Chennai were really poor and not good for T20 cricket. Well, it it is a little it is a little uneven, you know. The bounce um, the bounce is a little uneven. It's obviously turning a whole lot, and uh, in Chennai you expect the ball to turn a lot because if it doesn't turn, then you're probably going to go back to the curator and uh, ask him why it's not turning. And uh, if he's not going to have answers, then that's going to come out in the media. So uh, it was always expected that the Chennai surface will assist a lot of spinners, but uh, I mean I I'm not sure uh, what Ben Stokes really meant when he said that because. It's not like the pitch is spitting demons. Uh, the ball isn't turning square or something like that. It's obviously um, turning as per the revolutions that the uh, that the spinners are putting on the ball. So it is it, it isn't really a bad pitch. I mean, um, RCB picked up uh, four wins out of four games. Uh, um, you know, obviously three in Chennai, but uh, the Mumbai Indians just haven't applied themselves. And I think uh, the other teams as well, with the way that they've played in that sur- on that surface. Uh, they probably haven't applied themselves really easily, and uh, that's been the biggest issue. The other issue that seems to be common uh, amongst the other teams, and is, and we talked about with Mumbai, is the middle order. All of the teams seems to have their middle order struggling at the moment. Um, it's is that a coincidence, or um, is it the conditions? Because when you look at the Sunrisers, you know, KKR. And we'll talk about Rajasthan because they've got big problems. Um, they're all struggling with the middle order, and obviously the Indians. Yeah, I think for the as for the Sunrisers, it was always going to be an issue because again, Manish Pandey's strike rate was a big problem, uh, and in the last game, they even benched him, uh, you know, with uh, by getting in Kedar Jadav, and uh, obviously Kane Williamson came in in the number number three position. So. I think the Sunrisers have their plans cut out. Uh, they probably might want to bend someone like Virat Singh or, uh, um, you know, to get back Manish Pandey in that 11. But uh, otherwise, I think uh, the Sunrisers certainly have a lot of issues to deal with. Um, Natarajan's ruled out of the season. Bhuvneshwar Kumar obviously isn't in the greatest of form. Uh, but that middle order is certainly an issue because if you have the likes of Vijay Shankar, Kedar Jadav, uh, Abdul Samad, who aren't really household names in the IPL, you know, they're always going to be struggling. So they're always going to depend on the top three. And I think that's been the issue with the Sunrisers. And uh, obviously, KKR, I think last game, they'll take a lot of heart from that uh, battle that they had against the Chennai Super Kings. Uh, the way Andre Russell bounced back to form. I think the, the whole thing with uh, Kolkata is that they needed a surface where the ball comes nicely onto the bat. Uh, because that's when Andre Russell is at his damaging best. Uh, when he can just swing for the hills and, uh, you know, the ball travels a long distance. So, against the Chennai Super Kings, I think uh, he was fed those lengths uh, quite often by the Chennai bowlers and he feasted on it. 
and obviously with Dinesh Karthik and Pat Cummins as well, they're players who can hit the long ball. Uh, Pat Cummins spe- specifically, I think uh, the knock that he played against Chennai uh, will be a very very comforting factor for the Knight Riders. And considering that they'll be playing about five matches in Bengaluru later. I think if that middle order can sort of figure itself out uh, after Morgan, Dinesh Karthik and Andre Russell at six and Cummins at seven, it can be a formidable force in my opinion. Again, didn't the Andre Russell innings mask the issues that the middle order is having? I mean, Eon's not in the best of struggle um, uh, form at the moment and um, somebody asked uh, for him to be replaced. That person will be nameless, although they put it on Twitter. Um, they can't surely change Eon Morgan again, but just going back to my first point, don't you think that Andre Russell innings masked issues that KKR have around the middle order? And that certainly is. I mean, uh, obviously, when you expect someone like Ian Morgan to come out and bat, you know, you want him to score a lot of runs because he's uh, proved his worth for England. But uh, he's 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 that type of a player who who hasn't really set IPL on fire. You know, he's he's that typical Glenn Maxwell character. Everyone knows that he can bat and, you know, he can win matches, but he hasn't really proven himself. Um, Glenn Maxwell even had that season in 2014 where he set IPL on fire in UAE. And uh, this season, he's doing something similar to that. But Ian Morgan has not really set the IPL on fire. He hasn't really performed up to expectations. And I think KKR certainly have an issue uh, on their um, on their agenda that they probably need to solve. Because with Sunil Narayan coming to that side... Narayan can fit into that number four or even number five position and, uh, you know, look to take games away with his batting. But if Ian Morgan is not scoring runs and he's just there for his captaincy, then it's a big problem for them. And uh, that's 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 possibly why I'm never a believer in the fact that foreign captains, uh, you know, foreigners should be made captains because it's always going to be an extra liability if that, if that player doesn't perform. Uh, so, I think Ian Morgan being captain will have to take a lot more responsibility uh, he need to bat a lot better uh, to make sure that the KKR batting unit is settled. Do you think uh, they'll go down the route of changing the captain mid-season again? Or should they? Well, I mean, uh, I, I think if they go back to Dinesh Karthik, it'll just be plain stupid uh, after what they did last season, you know, sacking Karthik at the halfway stage and then getting Morgan in. Uh, but I don't really see any other player they can go for. Maybe uh, Pat Cummins or Shubman Gill are the only other two options that I uh, look at. But I think they'll probably look to invest Gill, uh, invest in Gill next season. Uh, definitely not this season because Gill himself isn't in great form. No. Obviously, he's showing the intent, but he's not able to score big. So, uh, And I don't think Pat Cummins is someone who's ready for captaincy. We've seen him being in the Australian captaincy debate circle for a long time, but uh, he isn't really open for that. So... I think they're stuck with Ian Morgan unless uh, they're okay to let the media talk about what the media wants and uh, go back to Dinesh Karthik as their captain. It, it just doesn't, you know, give you a lot of um, hope when you look at the form of Rana, Gill, uh, Tripathi and Morgan and Karthik, obviously, when he comes in, if he comes in early, you know, it just, they're not clicking at the moment. They've got some issues to resolved there and I don't know if they've got the players to change that around or they'll have to stick with the same formula. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think they certainly do have the players, uh, you know, in T20 cricket, uh, players like Sunil Narayan, Andre Russell, uh, Shubman Gill, they're all very, very valuable assets. Even Pat Cummins, you know, they're all very valuable assets. But the problem is that they haven't clicked uh, together. Um, obviously, Andre Russell had a horrible season last time around. Um, and even in the starting few matches, Andre Russell flopped. 
but he came back and he scored a 22 ball 54 against CSK and i mean he along with dinesh kartik and pat cummins got uh, kkr just about 18 runs away from a 220 run target and from 31 for 5 to get to that 202 margin i think was a phenomenal effort by dinesh kartik russell and obviously pat cummins so i think they can take a lot of heart from the fact that these players are back in form and considering that they'll be playing in uh, mumbai and you know they're also going to be playing in bengaluru i think um, if pandey russell finds form by the time kkr come to bengaluru then that can be a really formidable force but i i really feel iron morgan needs to score a lot more runs he needs to take a lot more responsibility and uh, if that happens i think kkr can be a very very strong outfit we'll have to see if um, that happens and that changes but one thing that did happen was that um, we have the first fine for slow over rates for eon uh against csk a uh, fine of uh, 12 uh, 12 lakh uh, rupees we talked about this last time and, and i said i don't think fines were a suitable punishment uh, because they didn't the money doesn't matter too much now in the big sports um what did you think of that fine and you know did it have it didn't have any impact did it on the um the players will it change how they play forward moving forward in terms of how quickly they play the cricket and will it have the other teams thinking will be fine because i don't think it'll make any difference because you know situation in the ground you know they're not going to be they're not going to be thinking about the money but if there was a points deduction for slow over rates they might be yeah actually taking it seriously yeah i think the problem with points deduction is uh, sometimes it can be unfair on the captain because i'm not sure if they uh, you know stop the clock when the ball goes over the ropes or uh, you know the ball needs to come back into play and for all those criterias uh, but i think uh, like like we discussed last time around you know you're obviously a not, not a big fan of captains coming to bowlers every single ball and uh, you know giving them tips and i think that's absolutely right because uh, 11 players who step onto the field in an ipl match are obviously all going to be class Uh, unless there are uncapped players from india you know who uh, need to be taught something or they need to be given a strategy but i think um, you know if if the captains are, are fined for two matches or more i think that's when they uh, they cop a ban and uh, no captain wants that i think especially um, in a season which has only 14 league stage games so i think kohli dhoni rohit sharma ayan mavin have all been fined so far and uh, they'll want to finish off the rovers really quickly so i think we might see spinners come into play more often uh, in the coming few games of the ipl at least to get those over rates um, up and running and one thing i forgot to mention is that we we asked for sunrisers to bring back the uh, warner bestow partnership at the top again the powers that be listened to you and they did bring that in and it, it seems to be making a bit of a difference as well so you know another one in another feather in your uh cap uh, in terms of um saying how it should be and then listening to you but some fans that will definitely need some hope from you are the fans of the royals um they've lost the england contingent pretty much with jofra going the other day we know they lost stokes livingston's gone because you know he's struggling with the bubble what's happening with the royals and is there any news as to who their replacements might, might be because these are all in, uh, foreign internationals and the big players in their plan there would have been big players in their planning for this season and it's just gone pear shaped in the first couple of weeks yeah i think the royals are certainly in a turmoil you know not only because they're missing guys like jofra acha ben stokes but sanju samson hopefully out of form 
uh, after that uh, century that he scored against the Punjab Kings, he's he's hardly bought a run in the tournament so far. And of course, that's never going to help a team uh, that's struggling at the bottom of the table when the captain isn't going well. Um, so as much as, you know, Sanju Samson sports a smile every time the ball goes into the stands, I think he understands the enormity of the situation and that he needs to score runs in that number three position. And of course, the, the likes of Manan Bora, uh, you know, Shivam Dubey scored runs in the last game. But I think these players will need to start taking more responsibility. Uh, Josh Butler can't uh, single-handedly take them over the line every single time. Uh, David Miller scored a very important knock, um, you know, in the first match that he played this season. But of course, he can't win matches whole, uh, wholly, uh, you know, again. I think Chris Morris is a big issue for them um, because they've invested a lot in Chris Morris. And uh, I don't think that return on the investment is working that well for them. Um, I think recently Kevin Peterson tore into uh, Chris Morris as well, saying that uh, Morris doesn't even fit into that South African T20 side. And, uh, you know, he's not a player you can bank on. And I think he's absolutely right because Chris Morris is someone who's been injury prone. Uh, he's not really too economical. We've seen him leak a lot of runs. Most of his wickets just come in the death over. So I think they've got a lot of issues uh, with the whole setup and not just particularly the absence of Ben Stokes and uh, Jofra Archer. Uh, we're also hearing that uh, they're getting Rassi van der Dussen from South Africa as uh, Lime Livingston's uh, replacement. And uh, a right-hand batsman who's um, you know a pretty decent uh, player in D20, but I don't think he'll fit into that setup uh, you know, right away because obviously... They've got Josh Butler, they've got David Miller in their batting and they need the bowlers, you know, like Mustafi Zurehman, uh, Chris Morris. So, they've also got Andrew Ty in the bowling unit they haven't used. So, I think um, uh, Rassi Vander doesn't, doesn't really fit into the scheme of things right away. But I think Sanju Samson really, really needs to find his mojo very, very fast for them to get out of the bottom four uh, really quickly. And this is something we talked about the other, in the other show about uh, having a young captain and the pressure that will build um, is this coming to fruition really quickly now for Sanju that he's finding the going tough with just added pressure? Because he's got to be in the mind. And I think it was um, Sonal Kovaska says that, you know, Sanju's got to take the lead, you know, but for a young man and having some great internationals that he was going to be relying on, you know, losing them, it's just adding to the pressure and is probably a bit much for him to be the star batsman, the captain, the motivator all that at such a young age? I think what's happened with uh, Sanju Samson is that he doesn't really have too much of support from the seniors. You know, let's face it, because if if the Rajasthan Royals had Ben Stokes and Jofra Archer, then that would have just meant Josh Butler had a lot more freedom to bat and, you know, to probably give Sanju Samson tips. Obviously, Ben Stokes with all the experience he has. But now what's happening is that Josh Butler has all the responsibility of batting and needing to score the big runs for the side. And uh, he can't focus too much on helping Sanju Samson, uh, you know, with the captaincy. Obviously, David Miller is someone who's barely found a spot in that playing eleven. So, David Miller will want to prove his worth at the bat. And again, he can't focus on the captaincy aspect or trying to support Samson. And obviously, Chris Morris needs to justify that 16.25 crore um, uh, you know, purchase that's been made uh, by the Royals. So, the biggest problem for Sanju Samson, I think, is that he doesn't have anyone to rely on. Um, he can't go and put his hand on someone's shoulder and say, you know what, I'm facing this issue. I want you to help me because how much ever they have Sangakara in the dugout, uh, they have Zubin Barucha, they have, um, you know, some really big names, Trevor Penny over there. It's not going to help Sanju Samson on the field. So, I think that's the biggest issue. 
But I have a feeling that if Sanju Samson finds a way to score runs, then every everything else will fall into place. And I think that's going to be his biggest challenge. Because if you see the other players in the side, you know, Manan Gora, Riyan Parak, Shivam Dube, um, Chetan Sakaria, they've got Shreyas Gopal. All these players aren't two big players in the IPL. So, they're, they're all wanting to create an identity for themselves. And that's why Shreyas, uh, sorry, Sanju Samson isn't finding any sort of support on the captaincy front. So, I think if he scores runs, at least a few things will fall into place. And from there, Samson can try and put uh, one, one and two together and try and figure out what he wants to do. Again, that's a team that's uh, another team that's struggling with the middle order. You, I mean, I know um, you mentioned them uh, just well, uh, Romar and Parag, and then that adds to the pressure for uh, Butler, and that's adding to the pressure for Samson. And Miller, you've talked about, you know, not consistent. So there's a lot of issues there. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the, the lack of consistency is certainly uh, hurting them because, um, you know, obviously... I, but I think the whole the whole issue stems from the fact that Sanju isn't able to score the runs because, again, that just means that all the pressure to score runs falls on the likes of Butler, Miller, obviously, Riyan, Parag, Shivam, Dube. Against RCB, we saw how... Uh, Parag, uh, Dubey and Tevadia had to bail Rajasthan out of a tough situation. I think from 18 for 3, they got to 177, which is a commendable performance from that middle order. But uh, I don't think you can expect these three to score runs in every single game because they aren't really um, massive contributors. They haven't been massive contributors in the IPL. Of course, Rahul Tevadia had a brilliant 2020 season, but for him to do the same again would uh, probably be a tough ask. So yeah. I think it's going to be a matter of the top order needing to fire, especially Sanju Samson. Um, if he finds a way to score runs, then I think it's going to sort out a lot of things for them. One, th one team that seems to be um, you know, finding their form and what a great performance it was yesterday against the Indians is uh, Punjab. They seem to have found the uh, top order settled um, and the bowlers were in, um, uh, coming back as well with Shami and uh, Bishnoi and looking really good. You know, after the faltering start they had, um, they seem to be coming back to some sort of form that they had last time. They had a great start last in the last IPL, but they seem to be finding their way back this year. Yeah, I think it's good to see that the Punjab Kings picked up a big win. Uh, well, it wasn't a big win, but it was at the end of it, it was a convincing win against the Mumbai Indians, um, restricting them to a below par total, and then. Um, I mean, I, I think they got it uh, pretty close for comfort, you know, towards the end uh, where it almost came to run a ball and uh, actually even a little uh, more than six, seven runs per over at one stage when Chris Gale seemed to be playing a little bit of test match cricket. Mm -hmm. But uh, the universe boss came back to life, uh, you know, towards the later half of that innings and uh, obviously they then coasted to a, to a big win. But I think in, in some sense, the Punjab Kings are finding their mojo. Um, they'll need Chris Gale to fire a lot more. Um, I think uh, yesterday's game uh, will probably give him a lot more confidence to go out and hit the ball a long way in the stands. But I think with David Malan in that unit as well, uh, you know, there's always going to be a chance that Chris Gale will need to make way for him. But I think uh, if Chris Gale does really fire, what that means is Gale Rahul will have some more surety at the top to become a lot more aggressive. And that's what Punjab need. And on from a bowling perspective, I think um, bringing in Ravi Bishnav is a very, very good move because uh, he's someone who's exciting. Uh, the ball skids onto the surface and, uh, you know, troubles the batsman more often than not. So, I think um, it, it's a very good combination for Punjab. And I don't think they should think too much about the price tag that they've given uh, Jai Richardson or Riley Meredith. And instead, focus on what they have 
and uh, make the best use of those resources. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the only issue seems to be uh, Nicholas uh, Poron. You don't think David Milan can come in at, instead of him at number three and Gail at number four? I don't think they should make that change right now. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of Chris Gale opening the batting. I really feel he should still open the batting. Uh, I mean, I understand Mayan, that Maya whole can, partnership. Yeah, I mean, uh, the only the only problem that I see with Gale is that he can't take on spinners right away if he's not settled. Uh, whereas you know he likes the ball coming onto the bat and uh, you know in the power play overs with the field inside the circle. I think he can make the most use of it. Uh, but that just means KL Rahul needs to come down to number three. And if it didn't happen last season, um, I don't see it happening this season. But I think they'll need to give Gale an assured role and uh, they'll either need him to, need him to go big from uh, the get-go or um, you know it's going to be hard for them. Because if he's not running the singles and if he's scoring uh, four or five runs of 10-15 balls, then it's going to be hurting them towards the later half of the innings. And uh, with Nicholas Puran unable to buy a run so far in the tournament, um, it's going to make things worse for them. But I think Deepak Kuda's form with the bat and uh, Shah Rukh Khan's finishing ability is absolutely fantastic. So, in those two, they have uh, some form of finishing. And uh, if they can find a way to get the best out of Chris Gale, I think uh, it's going to be a good unit uh, towards the later half of the IPL. Uh, one team uh, that we've not spoken about, well, there's two teams, but uh, they're currently lying in second place after three wins. But I am still not convinced that CSK are back. Um, they lost the first game against, um, I think it was the Capitals, and they've had uh, wins against uh, Punjab, Rajasthan, and KKR, who, let's face it, are not in the best of form at the moment as well. Are you convinced by CSK? Because I'm not. Well, more than convinced, I think I'd like to say I'm a little uh, surprised by what they've uh, managed to do. Um, I think Moin Ali at number three has really changed fortunes for them because um, the way he's batted, you know, he's really turned things around for them. Um, you know, he's he's been very aggressive at that number three position. Um, and he sort of made sure that, um, you know, his batting really shines for them uh, because the number three position is very crucial. You know, it, it's a position where Suresh Rana has been batting ever since the inception of the IPL. So for them to sort of thrust Moin Ali at that number three position and tell him that, you know, you need to go for broke. Uh, you need to get us those quick runs. I think um, it's a very, very important thing. And uh, of course, you know, in some sense, uh, Favku Plessy with that 95 not out he scored in the last game. Gaikwad finding form with that 64, 60, 60, 64, something around that. I think it's it's very, very um, good signs for CSK. And they bat very deep anyway. So I think um, Deepak Chahar, you know, with the ball early on in the power play has been magnificent. Um, he first, uh, you know, the way he blew away the Kings and Punjab, even, you know, I think was magnificent. So I think if they find a way to, uh, you know, stick to this batting lineup, get the best out of the batsmen, then uh, they're looking at a good side. But uh, um, yeah, it, it's been surprising for me, to be honest. It, it, it has been, it's a, well, surprising in the sense that, you know, yeah, they're going to win games. They've got the talent and they've got the, uh, the squad to do that but it's just you know they're second at the moment and I don't think they'll I don't know it just doesn't look convincing at the moment. they'll pro probably prove me wrong because of the nature of the squad that they've got and the talent and the experience they've got but you know you don't think they're going to be in the top four if um, like I said Punjab are coming back and uh, Sunrisers I know they've got no Trajan but you know they've got the Bairstow 
Warner partnership that could blow away any uh, bowling attack and give him a good start. But I just don't have that sort of feeling with CSK at the moment. So we'll see what happens with them. But one thing um, I wanted to ask you is, you know, last IPL, there was a lot of talk around MS and his performances and his form. Uh, doesn't seem to be that much light being shone on him, or is it different back home in the media? Yeah, I think um, the one six that he hit of Prasad Krishna got people uh, believing in MS Dhoni again. And uh, of course, he he did come up the order, you know, obviously, uh, with all the players who were in form, uh, Sam Curran, Ravindra Jadeja, they have so many options. And, uh, you know, it's good to see that Dhoni sort of uh, trusted himself to score those runs. Of course, he did look a little scratchy, uh, even in the game against Kolkata, but he managed to uh, get that six of Prasad Krishna, which will certainly boost his confidence. Um, I think Stephen Fleming also spoke about how uh, MS Dhoni will probably be tried out at number four or number five uh, as the tournament progresses. And uh, if MS Dhoni can find form early on, I think um, his batting will be very crucial towards the later half of the IPL. Um, and uh, anyway, the, the others like uh, Ravindra Jadeja and Sam Karan are in good form. So I think Dhoni can use the first couple of matches to figure out, uh, you know, which position he wants to bat in. And uh, that KKR game should give him some confidence um, back in his batting again. So is there any talk about his, um, you know, um, role in the team? Because I know you said he came in at number, he came in at number four, but he also came in quite low as well. He's, he's not, whereas before, you know, he's going to be in the top four batting, but there's no talk around that. I think a lot of experts are um, are happy to believe giving him that a bit of leeway. Sorry, sorry. They're giving him a bit of leeway because of who he is, and <laughs> now that we're realizing, you know, he's in the twilight of his career. Let's not put any more light or focus on him or pressure. Not that he can, he can. If anybody can handle pressure, it's MS. Yeah, well, one thing I can tell you is that dive that he put in has certainly got the media in quite some discussion because people are saying that he should have done the same thing in the 2019 World Cup. But uh, <laughs> I think, um, you know, that's always going to probably be uh, something in the in, in the media. But yeah, I think a lot of people have, uh, are happy to believe that Dhoni is going to be playing the role of a wicketkeeper captain sort of a thing. Uh, not so much with his batting because obviously... Uh, his batting has been um, in the way for some time now. Obviously, last season, he didn't have a great time. Uh, and if he doesn't bat too much in the season, you know, it doesn't make sense for him to come up the order and uh, waste deliveries and maybe give someone, I mean, deny someone like uh, Jareja or Sam Karan the chance to go big. So, I think a lot of people are happy to believe that Dhoni will be playing the uh, bigger role as captain and wicketkeeper of the side uh, and not so much uh, a role with the bat. Moving to um, my team and the Capitals and the performances they've been putting in, uh, really big win against uh, Mumbai Indians. Any, any win against Mumbai is really big. But also the performance of Shikha. Um, he's in incredible form at the moment. Um, I think he's scored over 200 runs in the four games he's played. Um, he's back. Shikhar Dhawan's absolutely back. I think uh, right before an ICC tournament, Dhawan always finds a way to score runs. And uh, for the Delhi Capitals, I think it's very important that he's scoring runs because, um, you know, with Prithvi Shaw, uh, you know, he scored well in the first match, but he's sort of, uh, uh, the form's been withering off since then. Uh, and Rishabh Pant obviously hasn't got a chance to bat much. Uh, I think they're trying to figure out what role Steve Smith can play in that side because we all know, I mean, let's face it, we need to call a spade a spade. Steve Smith isn't the greatest T20 batsman. Um, I think that's why hardly anyone went for him. RCB opened the bidding and then Delhi Capitals got him. 
uh, at just about 20 lakh more than what he was worth. So um, I don't think they're expecting much from Steve Smith. Uh, they're probably just going to give him a few chances and see what he can do. Um, and then take a call on whether they want to get back someone like uh, Rahane at three or even promote Marcus Toynis or Hetmeyer to that number three position, even Rishabh Pant to that number three position. So, um, yeah, Shikhar Dhawan back in form and scoring runs is very important for them. Um, and I think uh, him scoring runs will be even great for uh, the Indian team considering that the World Cup is this year. And another player that's um, shining a light on whether he should be in the T20 World Cup team and we talked about, I talked about him last week and thinking, um, I think he's challenging um, Jahal for his place, especially when he's had another good week and um, figuring out how to play T20. Well, that's probably a bit harsh. He knows how to play T20 cricket, but you know, at the stage of career that his career is at, um, you know, he's been a great addition to Delhi. Yeah, he certainly has, but I think he certainly needs to take a lot more wickets um, because uh, indeed when you cricket, you need to take wickets and uh, despite how, however economically you might be, um, that just means that batsmen can take over the other bowlers uh, or take on the other bowlers a lot more easier. So, I think Ashwin will need to find a way to pick more wickets. Uh, that's going to be very important for him considering that, uh, you know, obviously if he takes wickets, then makes the job of Rabada, Avesh Khan. Uh, probably Andrik Nokia once he comes in. Obviously, Rabada hasn't looked the greatest in, uh, in form this season. Um, he got belted by for a six or a six or more than that by I think Unadka and Chris Morris. So I think um, Rabada certainly needs to find his form, and uh, Ashwin will need to start picking a lot more wickets. But in terms of the thinking bowler that Ashwin is, he's certainly doing well uh, in terms of economy rate, and um, he'll probably want to keep that up for the rest of the season. I'm going to keep finding the flag for uh, uh, Ashwin um, as we uh, head towards October, November. I absolutely take your point about you needs wickets. Obviously, wickets has, adds pressure to the opposition, but obviously, um, I think um, being economical also adds pressure. Uh, but the, I take your point on that one. Another man that's making a comeback, uh, well, he certainly did against uh, the Indians, was Amit Mishra. I forgot about him. <laughs> I think we all forgot about him. I mean, uh, Amit Mishra, you know, last season he had to uh, uh, skip out of the IPL because uh, he got hurt on a finger. Uh, but this time he just came and uh, he bowled a fantastic uh, spell, you know. I mean, uh, to pick up a man of the match award in uh, his first match, I think was fantastic. Uh, the pitch obviously assisted him a fair bit, um, you know, with the Chennai surface producing quite a bit of spin. Um, he spun a web around the batsman and, uh, you know, he, he, put a, he put in a magnificent performance. So, uh, I think Aksar Patel is going to find a, find it hard to sort of get back into the side. Um, if Amit Mishra continues to pick wickets, then I think it's going to be interesting to see if they want to drop him just because uh, they want to get someone like Aksar Patel's batting prowess as well. But uh, it's good signs for Delhi that Amit Mishra is doing well. He's obviously a veteran in the league. Um, he's played uh, quite a few matches and you know he has all the experience in the world. So... Uh, Amit Mishra is a great, um, you know, experienced player and uh, it's good to see him screeching around like a 20-year-old every time he gets a wicket. So, I think that's a very big plus point for him uh, this season. It, it also begs the question, uh, what is a template for a T20 player? Because, you know, in a few years ago, we thought this is a young man's game, you know, you need to be agile in the field, you need to be able to bowl and bat ideally. Uh, big, big hitter. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of players in the twilight of their career who are making 
uh, an impact in T20 cricket and it just, you know, what is the template, do you think? Is there a template or is that gone out of the window? It's just all down to talent. I, I think uh, what the IPL is doing, or I mean, in fact, what the uh, I, uh, T20 cricket is doing is that it, it's going to it's gonna be like a horses for courses approach. Um, we saw how MS Dhoni said uh, they're resting Dwayne Bravo to get in Lungi Gidi into their side. Um, so I think once, um, you know, Delhi moved to quicker pitches, they might want to look at uh, someone else in place of Amit Mishra or, um, you know, if Ishan Sharma's fit, uh, they, they'll probably want to see how they can fit Avesh Khan in that 11. So I think it's going to be interesting uh, to see Amit Mishra because he's obviously a class talent. Um, there's absolutely no doubt about it. He has the tricks. Uh, he has a wonderful googly. He can stifle the best of batsmen. We saw him do that against the world, I mean, a, a champion side. So... Uh, if he can continue doing that, I think it'll be um, a very good selection headache for Delhi. And uh, I'm I'm really a fan of Amit Mishra. You know, I I, I really love the way um, he uses variations, and uh, hopefully he continues uh, that performance this season. Well, if uh, Imran Tahir is still playing cricket, T20 cricket uh, for a franchise at the age of 42, there's still hope for a lot of players um, that uh, you know they can prolong their careers. But fair play to Amit. He's, he's keeping fit and taking wickets, which is what it's all about. What is new? And I wanted your view. And we talked about this in the England series uh, about living in the bubble. And um, I made the comment about England um, rotating players because they'll struggle uh, to cope with uh, living in the bubble for a long time. The Indian <coughs> players have been living in the bubble since the last year's IPL. And then there were quite a few of them. And then they went to Australia. Then they came back to the England series and now the IPL. And we have the first casualties, though probably this too strong a word, in Liam Livingston saying, you know, basically can't take any more of this. I need to go back home. Um, is this the first signs of the bubble, you know, having an impact that we saw, you know, Indian players are coping well? Uh, do you think it will have any impact on the Indian players, especially with such a big year coming ahead? I think for the Indian Indian players, it won't be too much of an issue. And I think more importantly, um, the enormity of the IPL is going to be a very, very important thing for them, uh, You know, especially given that uh, the World E20 is coming up this year. Um, so I think for the foreign players, obviously, you know, uh, it doesn't have too much of an impact because I don't think Lime Livingston was anyway going to get a game in this uh, whole season because uh, they obviously opted for David Miller, um, you know, once Chris, uh, Ben Stokes had to leave. Um, so I don't think Liam Livingston was going to play much. Um, obviously, some others pulled out right before the IPL. Uh, Mitchell Marsh uh, pulled out, and um, you know, so we, we've had these cases before. And I think for Indian players, it's going to be a very, very big problem if they pull out. Um, all because of the ego clashes that are going to come in. The question about if a player respects the IPL, uh, respects what the IPL represents for Indian players, and all those questions. So I think it's going to be a lot more tougher than what it is for the foreign players because. Here in India, no one really talks about players unless they're, they're a massive stature. So um, I don't think it's going to matter much here in it. It certainly hasn't mattered much here in India that Lime Livingston's quit because of the IPL, uh, because of the bio bubble fatigue. Um, it's just been, you know, who is Lime Livingston? What did he do? People knew him because of the India England series, uh, but they didn't know much apart from that. So uh, I think it's a lot more about Indian players, the IPL, and of course, some star players who have really decorated the IPL over the years. So I think if someone like David Warner says, I'm going to leave because of bubble fatigue, that's going to become a big issue. But uh, I don't see any of the Indian players uh, having an issue for the next one, one and a half months for sure.
another issue for the England players is that they will have to quarantine now. India has been put on the red list here by the government. So anybody coming back now, uh, I think it's from Friday, uh, coming back from India um, has to quarantine for 10 days at their own cost in a government hotel, which can add up to, I know these cricketers can afford it, but Liam probably um, avoided that 10 day quarantine when he left. So, but, you know, fair play. but we do rate him here in England. If even if uh, Indians uh, back home don't uh, know who he is, um, he's a big part of the uh, England team. And I'm sure he'll be back for the T20 World Cup. Um, before I just ask you one last question, it's only because of what's happened here in football this uh, week. Who are you going to award your performance of the week award to? For week two, I think. Um... I'm, I'm going to definitely go with Devdath Parikal, uh, you know, the way that he crafted that century, I think, uh, for a youngster um, to put up his hand, uh, you know, despite all the criticism. And uh, let's not forget, he certainly came after that uh, time in quarantine because he tested positive. Um, obviously, missed the first match, didn't perform in the uh, second game that he came in. Um, you know, and obviously for him to score that century against a good, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say good. I think um, they did have the bowlers, you know, Rajasthan Royals, but... Um, you know, to to get through that quarantine, to get through the criticism of his strike rate and to sort of um, manifest into a different player altogether with the way he went about his batting. Um, I think Devdath Parikal certainly deserves the praise for week two. Yeah, and normally whenever you mention an LCB player in this slot, I will question it, but I can't. <laughs> um, I 100% agree with you. Uh, incredible innings by the young man. And um, it was uh, really good seeing the master and the student Although he's developing into a Class A student um, playing in that innings um, against uh, the Royals. But no, absolutely. Uh, Devdot uh, Parikal gets uh, Rasan's award this week. And just finally, and like I said, it's only because of what's happened here. Uh, you must have heard all the uh, furore around uh, the European Super League and how it collapsed within 72 hours. And obviously, India is now used to franchise sports with the cricket, the kabaddi, and the football. Um, and it just made me question that, you know, if the, the BCCI, and we know the IPL is a huge, huge success, and we're going to talk about it when the 100 starts here, because I'm against the 100. We haven't got a team investor, and that's my, my issue. Um, but... Um, is that the formula that will work in India for sports? Is the franchise issue? I'm just thinking if the BCCI had pumped in this sort of uh, money and uh, promotion to the Said Mustakali Trophy, do you think it would have brought crowds into the Said Mustakali Trophy? Well, I think it certainly will because uh, what the IPL has done is it's really, um, you know, sort of uh, brought to light a lot of uncapped players. Um, you know, Devdath Parikal, when, when, he, when he initially started, you know, in 2019, he was a part of the squad, uh, didn't play a single match. People didn't know him despite his performances. But uh, the domestic performances that he brought in, obviously, influenced RCB to give him that spot in the playing 11. So, I think performances in the IPL will certainly help, um, you know, uh, these players and, you know, states, for, for, for a matter of fact, to actually get in crowds. But I think in some sense, I think um, the BCCI will need to put a lot more money, a lot more effort into promoting the league. Uh, because just a couple of ads from Star Sports or, you know, banners here and there certainly won't help. But I think the bigger issue in perspective is that uh, women's cricket is certainly going oh. in the win. Um, 
there's absolutely no chatter about women's cricket at all uh, despite however well the women's cricket team has done so i think that's a massive issue but uh, i i think in some sense a domestic cricket has to be promoted a lot more in india uh, but what the ipl is doing is that it's giving recognition to some of the lesser known players you know uh, if for example harshal patel hadn't made the move to rcb he might have never got a spot in that uh, delhi capitals bowling unit so i think a um, couple of players are certainly uh, grabbing the opportunity and uh, the bcci will certainly hope to in- <laughs> i mean i certainly hope that the bcci invests a lot more money in making domestic cricket big again because eventually players come into the IPL or to the dom- or, or to the Indian side from the domestic cricket circuit so they certainly need to put in a lot more money but uh, i don't think something like the ES- ESL will ever happen in cricket because RCB and CSK aren't going to team up with Mumbai Indians and tell the BCCI that they're going to start a tri series of their own um because it's never going to happen BCCI is the biggest and the richest board in the world and uh, something like that's never going to happen cricket <laughs> yeah i don't think it'll happen uh, even the icc is uh, scared of the bcci we've seen that uh, yep. and but uh, just a couple of points don't get me started on how women's sport is treated in india it's disgraceful and it happened in football recently where the uh, women's league was cancelled in Orisha, um, but yet they managed to create a bubble for the Indian Super League over two, three months, but they couldn't create a similar, similar bubble in Orisha for the women's uh, tournament. It's ridiculous. And yeah, I quite agree that, you know, there's no talk of the Indian women's uh, T20 league and the progression of it, and they're just having it as a sideshow, which is disgraceful as well. Um, but um, a in terms of uh, Bangalore, and this is my uh, final question to you today, in, in what's been another wide-ranging show, is the support, and this goes back to the franchise cricket and why I won't be following any of the teams in the 100. Where is the support from um, RCB coming in? Is it just from Karnataka, or do you get the other some, uh, play, uh, supporters from the other southern states who don't have a team, pick either Hyderabad or CSK uh, as their team? Well, I think a lot of support is coming from Virat Kohli's fans for sure. Um, because apart from the local connect and obviously uh, the fact that Karnataka player, I mean, Karnataka people or uh, people living in Karnataka can connect with Bangalore or Bengaluru as um, you know franchise in the IPL. Uh, a lot of the fanfare is also from Virat Kohli's fans, and of course that applies to CSK as well. You know that a lot of people support Dhoni, and that's why they support CSK. So I think um, a lot of people support uh, Virat Kohli. And obviously, AB de Villiers has his own fan base. And uh, I think the Bengaluru franchisee has grown as one that has really um, supported a lot of talent. Um, or rather, you know, the Bengaluru franchisee has boasted of a lot of big names. Chris Gale, for example, who's a household name in the IPL uh, when he was in RCB. So I think in that sense, we've got a lot of fan base from all across the world. But in India specific, I think a major chunk is obviously from Karnataka. And uh, another major chunk is from Virat Kohli's fan base which supports RCB in the IPL. Fantastic. And um, like I said, we'll talk about a bit more about the franchise uh, when the 100 starts. But this is a big week coming up. Uh, like I said, your boys have had four back-to-back wins. A big game tomorrow, a bit of a derby. We talked about who the people in South India support between CSK and RCB. But an even bigger game, if you keep your record and win five, and like I said, I think only two teams have won the first five games uh, in uh, certainly in the past uh, six, seven years of the IPL. 
you're going to be facing my boys on Tuesday. I'm so looking forward to that game and be prepared for some um, uh, WhatsApp messages, depending on how the games go. Uh, but so looking forward to that game. Um, and you've got two big games as well, going in there confident with CSK and DC. Well, I mean, uh, considering the form that we're in, I think uh, it's certainly, um, I'm comfortable to say that I am confident, but uh, against the Chennai Super Kings, you know, it, it's not the fact that we face the Chennai Super Kings, it's always a rivalry, because every single time we win against CSK, then we can, we can boast of the fact that, you know, we beat you and, uh, you know, all of that. But if we lose, we're going to get it back equally or even worse than that. And that's the, that's the, that's the biggest thing that really identifies an RCB versus CSK class because we don't have that much of a rivalry with any other team in the IPL. Probably the Mumbai Indians because they're that successful and RCB is a, a, a celebrated franchisee. But I think the rivalry really makes RCB-CSK the contest that it is. And I certainly am really looking forward to it. And uh, I'm just hoping that Moin Ali doesn't take any revenge <laughs> against us. And uh, given the form that he's in, uh, you know, if he goes early, I think uh, it'll be good for us. No, really looking forward to that game. And you've got an incredible uh, batting lineup as well that is so entertaining. So always look forward to your games. But uh, like I said, really looking forward to the game on Tuesday. Uh, fantastic, my friend. Another hour has absolutely flown by for me and started my weekend in a fantastic uh, way. Uh, but the main thing is, uh, please stay safe um, and um, hopefully we can catch up with you uh, same time next week. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me again. Um, hopefully, the couple of WhatsApp messages that you probably sent me will be uh, you know, condolences to your team, but uh, <laughs> I think that rivalry is always something that keeps us going. Um, anyway, see you, see you next week. Thanks a lot for having me again. It's always a pleasure to be here. Take care, my friend.